You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to some Untapped Keg. One of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, kind of fired up because it's not the morning time today due to some incidents. Here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. <laughs> what's going on, big dog? Not not much. What's what's funny? <laughs> the way you took that drink right when I was going to ask you how you're doing. <laughs> oh, right, right. No, all is well. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, I'm just as energetic because, yeah, we're not at 8 a.m., so... Uh, a lot more energy as opposed to, you know, waking up and getting the sleep out of my eyes and hopping on to record. Right. <clears throat> so uh, nothing went right for me this morning. I'm just going to jump right into it. So I wake up and actually it started off like perfect. Like the first 10 minutes, kids stayed asleep, wife stayed asleep, grab my toothbrush, go brush my teeth. And then I'm about to sneak out the house, go get some coffee and get their breakfast and stuff. Because every, every Sunday morning when we record, I buy them breakfast, usually from McDonald's because it's easy and their pancakes aren't that bad for you. So I go to buy, uh, go to get that. And uh, what happens? My oldest walks out of the room. It's like, darn it. Then what happens? The youngest follows him. And then five minutes later, my wife walks out of the room. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like something's not right. Usually, you know, Ashley sleeps till like um, 8.30 or so, usually when I go to get the coffee and stuff. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'll make some coffee. So I go to make coffee and I grind my coffee. I have some really old already ground coffee, but uh, I forgot I put my grinder in the sink to wash and I didn't wash it last night. And then it's like if it's wet, all the coffee sticks to the inside and doesn't taste right. great. So I grab my really old coffee grounds that's already ground, and I make it. And I'm like, it'll be fine. <clears throat> Ask her what she wants uh, for breakfast. Nothing. I don't really feel like anything. So didn't didn't go get any coffee or anything. And I've just been my mind's been no anywhere all day. You went uh, good luck. You went- <laughs> you went straight to straight to shoveling. Straight to shoveling the six to seven inches of snow we got last night. Yeah, I didn't even know that we had that much snow until I left this morning to go get my phone fixed. I, I this is typical Wisconsin for you though, man. It's you kind of skate through October, November, December, thinking that you're going to be in the clear uh, of getting just hammered. And then most snow. of January too, right? I mean, we yeah, had a little bit so, of yeah. snow, but. Most of January, we didn't have very much snow. Like, snowmobilers True. are getting mad because they can't go. Even up north doesn't have very much snow. Oh, and geez. then this week, we've gotten, what, 16 inches? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There is a lot of snow out there today. And um, honestly, um, I don't really mind the snow like when it happens. I just get tired of it when it's still there four months later. Um, that's just a problem because it turns into mud, muddy snow, that slushiness. Yeah, but and then you that's that how you know it's baseball season, months. That's oh, how geez. you know it's time 
to bust out the glove, go play some catch, get the old arm lubricated, you know, because no. you can't, you can only, you got to start with 20 throws, 20 feet, and then you do 20 throws at 20 feet and 10 throws at 50 feet. And then, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, that, that is the beauty. But, um, yeah, no. I'm kind of sick of these snow plows. I'm not going to lie. And it's not that I don't appreciate the job they do. I just don't appreciate having three feet of snow at the end of my driveway every single time it right. snows. Right. Yep. Same. Same for over here. It's uh, yeah. It's it's, it's not fun. And but hey, we know what we signed up for moving here. Uh, it's a challenge. It's difficult. But I didn't sign up for anything. Be- I've been here my whole life. <laughs> that's I didn't true. Move. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You are from here, so that's ooh. But. But other than that, man, all is well. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited on my end about my desktop. I'm excited about my setup now. I'm excited about having faster internet, um, obviously a gaming desktop. So we're booking now. We're booking. We're going to start cranking some good stuff out here. Um, I guess all in all, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I mean, but I, I, I did want to jump into a topic, a serious one. But, uh, you know, you kind of want to jump into that now. Yeah, let's jump into it right now. Yeah, let's let's do it. So, uh, um, one thing, guys, I wanted to chat about today, um, and I really, well, I guess, share is, and I love, I love you guys' feedback. I love feedback to those who are going to watch this later, uh, or those who may be tuning in now. Please provide some feedback. So, we're here in Wisconsin. I work for the Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, and uh, we do a lot of great stuff for our recovery community, for the recovery communities. that being providing events, that being providing linkage and resources to them from their university, education, etc. But there is one thing that we are currently working on now that I'm extremely excited about, um, extremely, extremely excited about. We are gearing up to have a conversation with the Attorney General here in Wisconsin. Um, um, we want to chat with him about our goal is we want to create some new policies with those who just got out of prison. Um, because when you think about it, you, 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 we talk about the, the whole being institutionalized, that being the statistics show that those who just got out of prison, you know, I think it's about a 75% chance that they're going to be back in prison within, I think about three years. So please, please correct me if that's wrong. Um, but uh, long story short, we want to have a conversation with the attorney general about creating a program for those who just got out of prison, a reentry program. There's not really much like that. There's not a lot of focus around that. There's not a lot of care for those who just got out of prison. Cause imagine, cause imagine this, imagine you're on medication, you're seeing a therapist, you are doing all that you need to do to stay um, healthy, um, to take care of your wellness. You obviously you do something, you wind up in prison well, sometimes in some cases, you guys, they do not get their meds in time. You know, you can't go, you know, you can't go two weeks without your medication. Some some of these medications, you can't do that. Um, and then obviously there is no telehealth in prison. So they're completely cut off from their wellness care. And then after they serve their term, then you push them back out into the everlasting evolving world and say, good luck. There's no, you're not, there's no programs, at least to my knowledge right now here in Wisconsin, I'll continue to do my 
research my edu- and, and educate myself on it. But there's no like aftercare. Follow this individual. You know, I'm not saying go home and tuck this person in bed, but there needs to be some wraparound care for individuals, a reentry program to help them adapt, to help them do ad- to adjust and to help them to obviously stay on the straight and narrow once they get out. Um, we think that here in Wisconsin, there is a significant lack of a significant lack of um, education revolving around recovery within the Department of Justice. And so that's a conversation that we're going to have as well with that um, same topic, because, again, when you cut these individuals off from their of uh, their prescriptions and their telehealth, they are in there for two to three years and they get out. What do you expect to happen? What do you expect to happen? You're setting them up for failure. It's supposed to be a rehabilitation program. So that is uh, kind of one of that, what I wanted to get off my chest. And uh, because I, I'm very passionate about that, because I, if you really think about it from, if you really look at the overview picture, um, look at it from the aerial view in a sense where one person gets out of jail, it's our prison. There's nothing that's being done for them uh, as opposed to just follow up with your parole officer. <laughs> that's not, that's not enough. That's not enough for an individual. So we're, I'm passionate about it. That's what we're gearing up for with Wisconsin Voices for Recovery. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to really attacking some policies here in, in the state. I'm glad you're doing that. Because, I mean, you think about it. The theory behind having a whole prison system is that you take people who are being, um, you know, uh, bad, negative, whatever you want to say to society, you take them out of society to try to uh, rehab, to try to make them see they're wrong. I mean, you're putting them in timeout, essentially, to put it in terms for my three-year-old. Doing that for years. And then when they get out, you're just plucking them out and putting them out there and saying, okay, you're all good, goodbye, and that's it. That's it. What, Like, for right. real, though, what are we doing? What are we doing by taking people who aren't violent, putting them in these prisons that we're paying for, and then we're not helping them to uh, become better people? Honestly, we're kind of incentivizing being bad people with the whole prison culture. So it's awesome uh, that you're doing that. Just think about just getting a job. I mean, working for minimum wage, you – you're not proud of your life. You're not proud of, you know, you go to work, you come home. What are you going to look around at and be like, you know, this is this is what I want to do. I can be proud of this life. I don't I don't have to be desperate anymore trying to make my life better. No, you're still you're still going to look for easy ways or ways to make your life better and you you may not have the motivation to go take the long route. So yeah, that that's amazing. Like honestly, if you, you want a suggestion from me, like trade schools, get these get these people mm-hmm. into trade jobs right. in the trades because skilled workers, skilled workers are what they call people in the trades. You go to tech school, you make a really good living coming out of a tech school. One one year school, maybe two. The only problem is a lot of uh, the programs for that are away from the city, so you got to find transportation to like Beaver Dam, find transportation to 
like uh, Beloit Janesville. But even in Beloit Janesville, it's out in the middle of the country is the main campus. So, um, or even like, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay's is actually has some pretty good public transportation to get there. But, um, and I believe the Beloit school has public transportation to get there also. But it's just something that we don't think about, like, um, especially me being a lineman. There, I think there's one line school in the state that is, uh, would be considered in an urban area. And even then it's still a ways away from, um, you know, where a lot of black and brown people live. So how do you get to that school is part of the gatekeeping of keeping people out of those jobs. But yeah, it would, that, that would be, that's an incredible initiative. It's something that we as a culture need to look into is how often and for how long we put people in prison. Like, you know, a lot of us worst night of our lives, we don't end up in prison, but some of us do like I've, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, you're serving, what are they, what do they call it? They're, uh, doing their time right for society and then what society do just spits in your face really yeah i mean that's 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 i mean you nailed it right on the head and that's that's exactly why we're taking this initiative is because um because of that exact reason if when you think about prison we think about jails uh that's just it the regular person when they think about prison think about jail it's oh it's a place that i don't want to go it's a place for bad people and that's it. And that's just where the thought process ends. I think we need to start really diving in and encouraging people to really think about it and really focus in on that process. Just like you mentioned, it's like, wait a second. Okay. Individual does something bad. Okay. Does something bad. Makes a poor decision in the community has to serve time. Okay, fine. Individual serves time, but no one's really thinking about just like I stated earlier, what was that individual medications? What, what was their support system? Because they're about to be detached from all of that, uh, immediately straight cold turkey for the next obviously x amount of months or years depending on their sentencing so there's no aftercare for that it's supposed to be a rehabilitation process you're supposed to you know lock and i put that in quotes lock somebody up but you're supposed to help them provide care for them while they're locked up um have that wellness check and care for them while they're locked up, but then ramp that bad boy up whenever they get out. Because not only are you helping that individual's life, you're obviously going to be keeping people out of prisons and and you possibly can see a decrease in crime, decreasing crime, providing people with actual programs to help them to reenter and back into society. It's a challenging thing. Very difficult. It's for some people who are institutionalized, they're gone for ten years. When they come out of prison, it's... you can't ex- <laughs> exactly. You can't expect they're coming out with barely a support system, uh, no job, of course, and and obviously it's not going to be easy trying to find a job. And so all this that I'm talking about, that we're ch- talking about, just it all goes hand in hand, in my opinion, with recovery because. Obviously, individuals who are in recovery, if they relapse, do something they're not supposed to do, go to prison um, and then come out, you know, there needs to be some help for them as well. And 
uh, to kind of get them back into the recovery community. Um, so it's it's a conversation that we're excited for, a conversation that we're going to continuously talk about. And I'm just glad that we're opening up the discussion. Yeah, prison reform, I would say, in the past, you know, six, seven years has really been front and center. And it's, you know, it start, starts with a lot of DAs, your local DA, know what they're um, positions are, especially when it comes to nonviolent offenders and the bail bond process. So <clears throat> that's one of the easiest ways to look at um, the differences between uh, white privilege and black and brown people is the bail process because uh, you don't have to look very far and you can see the great disparities there between violent offenders and, um, you know, these nonviolent really small drug charges that go through. So, you know, it would, it would be awesome if we would stop using like the prison system, like we are right now, which is honestly, these private corporations are making money with people inside. They get put in prison and instead we start to use it, what it was created for. And that was to try to make people, see their mistakes, trying to allow people to grow. Sometimes you just need to be taken out of a situation to be able to take a step back and look. Look at what, you know, the real was really happening there, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. It's You detach that individual. Um, well, they're already doing that. Now they're detaching them from everything, which is what I want to fight for. It's, let's make sure they still have their telehealth in their support system for their wellness. Um, but, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like sometimes you got to remove that person from, you know, from society uh, just so they can have a very powerful self-reflection period with no distractions, uh, no distractions whatsoever. Um, that is what it's supposed to be. But obviously we know since here in America, um, I'm not sure if other countries do this. I don't even know, but uh, obviously our prison system should not be a for-profit business. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me why it's a for-profit if you think about it um, these prisons just like you stated they make money based off of the bodies that are put in there uh, but uh, but hopefully Biden makes a decision his his, his or, um, administration changes that uh, and I think once we do do that or once that does happen I think that will even open the door even more for some actual rehabilitation for individuals who are in there and then some care for them once they leave that's, you know, I'm optimistic, of course, but uh, I think it's a win-win. It's mutually beneficial for every single person. And, you know, if you think about it, it's obviously beneficial for the individual who was locked up and who just got out. And, but, and then they're going to jump into their aftercare program. That's beneficial to them. And it's obviously beneficial to the society, to their community that they're in. I mean, it's a win-win. And I think that we can do it. We can obviously do it. It's just right now we're dealing with greedy people. That's just what it is people i think we're seeing that throughout society right this pandemic has lifted uh the lenses that we've been uh had in front of our eyes that is overworking that is you know your commute that is your normal day-to-day life that you've been uh kind of fuzzy looking at the world through we haven't realized how much we've let greedy people steamroll us and i think that we're there's a spotlight people are seeing clearer now than they have in a long time by 
things slowing down the way that they have for a year. Yeah. That's a benefit that we had of this pandemic, right? So now people are learning. They're taking the time to learn things like issues that they didn't know before. So, I mean, that's a positive. That's a big positive that we we can take away as a society. We just got to do it. So now that we know about prisons and, I mean, look at the GameStop Wall Street thing right now, like we know that the, the cards have been stacked against us for a long time. Now we can kind of start to see how maybe we can balance those cards out. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, Biden's already uh, canceled, or he hasn't canceled, but he's already put out an executive order that they're not going to renew for-profit or private prisons for federal contracts. So that's a very big step (laughs) in the right direction. It is. It is. And And I feel like that's... That's huge for the recovery community because I think uh, it's obviously it's huge for everybody. But for our, you know, our episode today and obviously all of our episodes for Untapped Cake, we talk about sobriety. We talk about recovery, talk about recovery communities. So I think this movement that the Biden administration is doing is huge because individuals who are locked up, some, of course, are obviously um, excessively abusing a substance. And I think by the Biden administration doing what they're doing, hopefully, again, that opens up the door for these Department of Justices to really understand and start to educate themselves around the um, around the stigma that surrounds substance abuse and also um, how there needs to be more focus on addiction, just like there is for, you know, any other illness that exists because think about this statistic here i think it is 80 percent out of obviously 100 80 percent of those who suffer from a substance abuse receive no care zero care zero care because there's not really that much uh or excuse me let me rephrase that last part there's not a lot of encouragement there's not a lot of talk about it there's not a lot of knowledge surrounding it there's not a lot of people out there in organizations there needs to be more of course helping to break down the stigma that surrounds it so people can feel more comfortable to open up and talk about it so again you know this whole entire picture we're all seeing it you know private prisons and how that can help but obviously to bring this all the way back our conversation with the attorney general is going to be a good one it's going to be a good one I think of this all, all these topics we just mentioned, I think they go really hand in hand with everything. Um, just overall wellness of an individual. And we need to start with opening up the conversations with our attorney general's department of justice, et cetera. So yeah, the, pay attention to your DA elections that some of them will be coming up um, in the next couple of years. Um, that's, that's where change can happen, like right now, overnight, just the policy, just the, you know, <clears throat> instead of holding someone for a weekend, you're going to, you know, let them go and just, if they don't show up for court, then they're in even bigger trouble, right? But like, yeah, there's just so, uh, John Legend is heading up this amazing uh, cause that is trying to spotlight um 
prison reform and like they started with DAs and they've been doing a lot of good work. And I think that you'll start to be able to see the results of those from studies. And, you know, it's we're starting to get to a, a point where it's no longer a small sample size, where it's a meaningful sample that you can see uh, the fruits of that process. And that's just, you know, that's one thing that I'm really glad what we've embraced since we split our shows up is we're not shying away from topics. We're willing to talk about everything. Like, um, you know, you you working in the, the recovery field, like bringing up the stigma that surrounds recovery, I mean, that number really doesn't shock me because in order to get help, you have to admit there's a problem, and a lot of people don't want to admit that there's a problem with themselves, right? So... I mean, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit they're wrong and you're not necessarily wrong, you know, if you have a substance abuse or something, but you're not right. It's okay to not be right. We don't have to be right about everything. So that's something that we need to do better as me, myself, and I feel like a lot of people need to do is it's okay to not be right. It's okay to seek an expert's opinion. It's okay to not be an expert about everything. I mean, I feel like I know a little bit about a lot, but I, I only know a lot about a little bit. Like, And it's okay to admit that. It's okay. So I'm glad you're doing this. I'm glad you're taking this to the AG. I'm glad that somebody's picking this up and we're doing this for the state of Wisconsin because we do have too many people in prison in the state of Wisconsin. And we need to help people rehab so that we can build a better society. Mons, I think you're muted. Oops, sorry about that. I said absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's completely it's it's mutually beneficial for every single person involved. So that's just what we got to do. And that was a very important topic that I kind of wanted to get off my chest. Um, you know, just because I want. I want this change. We want this change here at Untapped Keg. We want this change. We want to start talking about some policies, really starting to get some work done, um, and to, to just to really take care of some people, help some people out. Um, so we're looking forward to this push, and hopefully, it's a success. It's a success. So that's all I got on that topic. That is what I wanted to get off my chest. I just want to prepare you. It's going to be a long road. There's a right. lot of minds that have to be changed and a lot of uh, greased wheels that are going in one direction that are going to take a little bit of time to change those directions. So There's a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of powerful people who do not care about people who go to prison. Um, that statement <laughs> was almost correct. Remove that in prison or who go to prison and you have it absolutely correct. They do not care about people. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, absolutely. There comes a point where you just forego some ethics to get to uh, positions. People are more and more willing to do that, and less and less people are willing to have good ethics to get to positions. So, yeah. And it's a lot easier to see that now with uh, social media. So, Absolutely. But I think it's, it's, yeah, it, 
I think what's happening, <clears throat> what's happening right now, I think is, and this even goes back to election and, you know, the election, Wall Street bets, uh, uh, obviously, you know, for those who don't know, Wall Street bets was, you know, the, a group of people who got together on Reddit and just are driving up uh, shares prices. Uh, and they did it for GameStop. But uh, I think what's going on, man, which I think is awesome, is people are really starting to understand that we have power. We have the power. Power in numbers. A Bug's Life. The movie A Bug's Life had a great example of that. You know what I'm talking about. When the grasshopper was talking to the rest of his grasshoppers. Never seen it. What? Dude, I have two kids under three. I've seen that movie Uh, about 400 (laughs) times. Uh, uh, So, (laughs) exactly. So when he's like, we can't let them know. You know, if, if we let one ant stand up and then the rest of them stand up, yada, yada, there's there's more ants than they are us. I think we are starting to realize the average consumer, the average consumer is starting to realize how much power we actually have if we all band together and really fight for change. Um, and those examples that I just stated are some examples. That being the election, how Stacey Abrams um, and obviously many others who mobilized, literally mobilized the black and brown community to go out and vote. And look, we had a change in, and I think it's historical numbers from, you know, black and brown communities when it comes to voting, mm-hmm. you know, this last election. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we talk about, like I just mentioned, the Wall Street bets. You have 250,000 members on on uh, Reddit who single-handedly, Drove up the sh- the share price for GameStop and is now costing had these hedge funds billions and billions of dollars like a day. And so, what's going on right now is we're starting to realize if we all really put our minds to it, if we all really focus on change, wanting to do change, wanting to create change, we can make it happen if we band together. Because we all know the top one percent, just like you stated, the very very powerful one percent. They, there's only a few, a few like Mark Cubans who who care about people. <laughs> so, yes. long story short, we just got to focus on really getting together and making change because we can do it. We can do it with petitions, with healthy and and nonviolent protesting. We can do it with, um. Letters. I mean, all the above. I here's think we're a, really starting to, here's starting something to see that it. you're talking about that people kind of forget because of how it's framed in history books. Because corporations have written the history books of the United States, but uh, <laughs> solidarity, brother. You know, I'm a union member right here, and the whole thing about being a union member is all of the hourly people banded together because mm-hmm. safety issues, <laughs> raises. You know, being able to have eight hours off like or i mean you know you you only have an eight hour shift only working five days a week like and now you have europe working four days a week and they get more productivity because right at people who are happier are more productive like all of these studies that tell you tell these corporations that they've known for years they refuse to go after till the workforce bands together Mm. and if you want to know why what like the biggest uh why corporations are scared. I mean, just look at like Walmart and Amazon. Anytime that union is whispered, they go right into 
nope, we're, uh, you know, we're going to fire everybody. We're going to, they scare, then they will give you like extra bonuses for a year. And then they make sure that it comes out of your wages the next year. But like that literally happened at a job I used to work where unions started sending around letters. Well, that year they gave us a bonus and I'd worked there for four years. That was the first time we had gotten a bonus. And then the next year we didn't get a bonus and they said they're going to give it every single year. And they were basically saying, you know, if you don't vote union, then you can have this. And at this job, we were making $13 an hour at another company. They were making $20 an hour. So doing the, and we did more work. Yeah. We did more of it than what they did. So it was like, okay, you know, how does this work? So like, we need to band together as a working class, period. Like union members need to stand next to their fellow workers. Look, there are very, very few corporations that do right by their workers. And the ones that do, if you want to unionize, they say, okay, go ahead. Because they have not, there's nothing to fear from a union. Nothing. They're, like if you, if all you have to it. do, yes, all you have to do is take into consideration the people that work for you. Yep. And that's it. They Unions, like there are, are there greedy unions? Are there bad unions? Sure. You could look at a lot of police unions. There you go. <laughs> but for the most part, unions are also in it to benefit the company because without the company, they ain't got jobs. Exactly. So as long as you you know you're you're you stand by your workers for real. Like, dude, we're we're at another revolution as far as uh, working class goes. Like it, we're getting treated so poorly. Like we're, we're we back are. to. You know, the late 1800s, early 1900s of working conditions, especially when you look at the rest of the world. That's the, that's the, that's, I and get, this, not this frustrates me the most. Class, third, you know, world. Well, right, right. Country. That's either. just, that's, that's, the, that's what makes it so depressing, man. And, and I'm just going to be real here is when you compare, uh, you, you grow up it, for so long. You grew up for so long just being taught, you know, this is the this is the greatest country, this is the freest country, this is the best country to live in. Um, and whether you believe it or not, that's that's again, it's your prerogative. That's that's it's your choice, it's your opinion. Um but I think twenty twenty, and obviously there's other points in our history that is that has proved it as well, uh that we have a lot of work to do. We we are not we're not. I mean, I think we're what we're ranked like a hundredth or something like that in infancy mortality. And, and we're a freaking first world country. We're, we're a powerhouse. We are the most powerful country on the planet, but we have something like that. And then obviously we have racism, which is alive and well, um, grew another head last year. And I mean, we can go on forever and ever educations. These curriculums are bullcrap. These curriculums are bullcrap. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, let's just talk about how why is African American studies an elective? Like that's history too. Uh, so that's I, American I, I, history too. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I mean, it's just so backwards. And I think I think what's going on right now, as I stated earlier, is we're we're understanding that we can make a lot of change when we come together, even if you're red or if you're blue, if you're white, black, whatever. If we come together for 
common grounds to make a change. It's been proven now that it can be done. Um, these elites, these elites, and those elites are the lawmakers. These elites are the billionaires. These elites are the the ones that are, are you know, uh, gatekeeping, gatekeeping, gatekeeping for change. Uh, so I really feel like the change is coming, and I really feel like we have really opened our eyes. At least I have to. Maybe this is the best country. <laughs> Maybe it's just been fed and shoved down our throats for so long because they're trying to cover up the reasons why we're not the best country. Um, so I feel like we got a lot of work to do, and hopefully that change happens in my lifetime. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Uh, I just hope that, you know, for our children, RJ, you know, your sons, my sons, that or your sons and my son, that we that it's different. That is different. Um, now, what does that mean? Is that what Martin Luther King Jr. said? Judge me based off of my character. You know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. You know, not the merits of my skin color. Uh, or no, judge me on the merit of my character. Not You know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, my mind's really scrambled right now. But don't judge me from the way I look. Judge me off of my character. That's where we need to get to, and I hope we do. Um, so sorry, I get real passionate about that stuff, man. And I get real scattered brain because... Just so much needs to be done, and and we're sitting here talking about money and talking about you know nine hundred billion dollar budget for our military, and but <laughs> I get frustrated. I get frustrated. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> same, same. And I know a lot of people want to give that Gen Z a lot of credit, but it was us millennials that started it. I mean, how many newspaper clippings? How many? You know, we need. We could take a little bit of credit too that the revolution did kind of start uh, with us moving back home, trying to tell people like this economy is not great. People, corporations are taking advantage of us. Uh, you shouldn't have to be sick and going into work. You shouldn't have to be worried that if you miss one day of work, you're going to lose your job. Like that's not okay. It's not okay to go to work and be treated like crap. Like you know. It's okay to go to work and have a little bit of fun, no matter what you do. It's okay to laugh. Right. It's it's not okay to live to work unless that's what you want to do, right? I, you shouldn't uh, be forced to it. I'm glad you brought that up. And I guess the entire topic that we're covering today is just that overall wellness. Uh, the overall wellness. And I think it's uh, – I'm glad you just brought that up because when when – <laughs> People are afraid to miss work be- or work because they're sick because they think they're going to get fired. That is the country that we live in, the United States of America. People are afraid. I mean, we're talking about the masses. We're talking like 95% have, of those working class. <laughs> you have women that will give birth working a $13 an hour job, and they have to go back into work the next week, leave their little baby that's a week old because they will be fired if they don't. I in saw, the United States of America. Yeah, exactly, man. I saw somebody uh, over in, I think it was England, I, I believe, maybe. But another, you know, really, really great country. Uh, There's you know, something. First world country. Um, they tweeted, they were actually baffled and blown back by how us Americans on average only get about 10 six days six days 
because uh, the the whole conversation was oh off a year you're talking yeah 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 I saw that 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 person was blown away and and that just goes to show us like we don't even realize it we're just so accustomed and just so conditioned mm-hmm. to you know looking at the paperwork when you're getting hired and knowing okay ten day ten sick days a year no that usually it's PTO. Usually that's paid time off. So then you get, uh, it's not just like, it's not just your sick time. It's also your vacation time. It's two weeks. (laughs) So it's 10 days. So if you're sick, that comes out of your vacation time. If you want to take vacation, that comes out of your sick time. What do you do? That person was, I'm talking, and they were like, wait, you guys are serious? And, and, you know, obviously Americans were like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the norm. They were like, what about, you know, you? And they were like, well, when you're sick, you're sick. When you're sick, you don't go to work. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Here, it seems like if you're sick too many days in a row, you got to like. You got to get a doctor's over, excuse. Video record your doctor's appointment. <laughs> you got you to gotta take video of you throwing up. Then you got to show what you threw up. You got to dig through it and say, oh, this is the chicken I had last night for dinner. Exactly. Like, but that I'm telling you, man. Send it when to I your read boss. That, I was like. <laughs> you want to. There's a video sad. out there. That's it's sad. along the same lines, and it was in England. Somebody did. Look it up. It's uh, people asking <laughs> people from England how much an ambulance ride in the United States costs. And their first question, every single one of them, wait, that costs money? Mm. And then they were blown <laughs> away. And then after that, they talk about how much it costs to have a kid in the United States. I did see that video. And that one, yeah. like, the, again, minds are blown. And it's like, why would you yeah. stand for that? In the United States? It's like. So it all makes sense. I mean, we're talking about this is all that wellness that we're talking about. In today's day, everybody can agree. It seems like this country is way more stressed, way more polar opposite. There's just very distinctive polar opposites. Stubborn. Stubborn, anxious. We can obviously talk about yes. what well, we're not going to talk about. Mention the 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 school shootings, the violence, everything, and and just like you stated, it's it's hard nowadays. It's expensive. It's the average person. You you can't live off of twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. You you in today's day, you can't age, even live off of fifteen dollars really an hour. Yeah, but that's what we're going for. <laughs> Exactly. And and that's just the thing is it's going to take a lot of time, obviously. Uh, and, and that's the thing. What that person said, they, they posted a quote. And obviously, America is a capitalistic grand country. Capitalism is the foundation of this country. And, they, and the quote stated, it said, no, you're not a capitalist. You are an exploited worker with Stockholm syndrome. I was like, whoa. That's. That's so true. I haven't heard that before, but yeah. I was like, whoa. I was like, that, 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 that Listen, kinda, that kind of hit me in the heart. It's going to take a second for me to recover. Woo. I said, that kind of cut deep right there. You are not a capitalist. You are an exploited, an exploited worker with Stockholm syndrome. How, as an American, can you? debate that how can you argue with it how can you dispute that how can you fight that how can you uh and and that just again 
this wellness that we're speaking about from the attorney general, from the Department of Justice to the actual American, to the consumer, it needs to be a change. There needs to be a giant or a massive or initiative of reform. It's going to take time, probably like 100 years, but hopefully it gets done. You never know. Like Things have changed in the last five years very, very quickly. That's and true. It, I think that it could happen, and it you can start to you can start to see it. But also, you're starting to see a lot of normalizing of things that were never normalized before, too. So, uh, as far as what you get from representatives in uh, yeah. government, so yeah, I mean, I think it. Like I said, I think this, this is this is an awesome conversation because because it's in one way, shape, or another, everybody is everybody is impacted by this. I mean, everyone's obviously. You know, I mean, if you have a job in America, you're impacted by what we just stated about you're not you're not a you're not a capitalist. You're an exploited worker with Stockholm syndrome. That's just unfortunate. But that's just the reality of every American who has a job uh, based off of the perks, quotes, air quotes that come with the job. Oh, God, I get two weeks of vacation. I think they get like 10 weeks in Europe. Um but long story short, on average, I believe you're right. Yeah, I think it's ten weeks. Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd I would be, be sweet. so. I'd be so bored. I I That'd would do. I would get everything done that I needed to get done, and then yeah. I'd have time to do. I don't even know what. I mean, yeah, imagine enjoy imagine. my kids. Who wants to do that? This is America. We don't enjoy <laughs> our kids, right? Imagine that, man. Every single year, you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna have two vacations this year. Where are we going to go? Well, here's the problem, though. Vacation. <laughs> the, the The problem is uh, you don't get paid enough to take two vacations in America. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they can't give you that time off. Because <laughs> they're, they're like, where are you going to go? Yeah. You know you, you don't have do? the funds. Oh, you're going to take vacation <laughs> and come into work and work for free? Okay, well... We'll just we'll take it from you. That way, you don't have to stress about not have it about having yep. it. Well, we'll buy you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your work buys you lunch? Uh, they yeah, they do actually. Yeah. So I, yeah. I make fun of my boss all the time. I have a good job, so I want to I want to stress that just in case if anybody from my job sees this. Uh, no, I obviously enjoy my work. I, I enjoy what I do. I just express how passionate I am about our next steps. Um, but I think the conversation that we're having, I think it goes hand in hand with the whole wellness, with the whole reentry from prison, uh, reentry into society from prison, excuse me, um, about just helping out, just help, just help us, just help us. Don't just, don't just shove us, shove an employment form in front of us and, and say, oh, fill this out and then shove us into the job and say, good luck. No. I think we really need to start asking people, like, how are you doing? What what are you looking for? What are your goals? Are you achieving your goals this year? Like, is there anything that I can do to help you out? Is there how's your kids doing? Are they stressing you out or are they making you happy? How is your partner helping you? Like, we're losing that touch. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. Um, but we're, lo- we're losing that. We're losing that big time. And I think it's showing in other aspects of society that lack of empathy, that lack of conversation, that lack of a, of a 
you know, a one-on-one, like really heartfelt conversations that seem like we used to have 10, 15 years ago, but nowadays it's i don't know those never really did happen though like when you think about it you still have the same the the same heartfelt conversations that you had before it's just it's romanticized because of how it was before social media like you can still talk to your friends and stuff like i don't know i've played some video games with some friends last night and we talked about a lot of stuff that has to do with a lot like i freaked my uh buddy out that the bears traded for deshaun watson and he instantly lost his lost everything like (laughs) he almost had an aneurysm (laughs) um and he's are you where where's it where's your source oh that can't be happening right now i'm like i'm joking i just wanted to hear you freak out a little bit (laughs) um but i don't know i think that if you you look at 10 to 15 years ago and you look at uh look at the conversations that you have the ability to have now but maybe you just choose not to i think it's about the same um the same as what was done back then i think that we just use social media as a crutch because they are doing some shady stuff but i don't know if we're as out of touch as people I think like it's- to lead us to believe we have been well, yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of both. I think there's a fine line here. I think I got to do more explaining on it because I do agree with what you're saying. Obviously, you still have the opportunity to still sit your friend out and talk. I think, <clears throat> but I guess essentially what I was getting at is when we talk about the algorithm that is used for Facebook, how social media now can literally keep you in your own little bubble, yeah, um, your own little pod, and you don't even know it. You're not even aware of it. Um, so I think just living in that virtual pod is a is like a you know it's like a cage for our brains or you know like a cage i'm only going to see what i'm interested in what i was interested in last week and what i'm interested in you know now and 30 minutes ago <laughs> topics that revolve around that um just to further you know enhance that echo chamber <laughs> yeah you know Jim Jones and the People's Temple. I got a story for you. <laughs> that that wasn't happening over social media. Like this <laughs> stuff, you know, Scientology didn't start during social media. <laughs> That's true. Good old L. Ron Hubbard. So those have always existed. It's just easier to see now. Um, I think it's just easier now to manipulate people. It's easier yes, now to yeah. Brainwash yep. people with the power of social media, but but yeah, I think I I think I'm I'm agreeing with you on that though. I, I I think you still you still have the ability today to obviously sit your friend down, spouse, whoever. But I think you're right. I think just by how it's not advertised, it's not encouraged to become vulnerable. It's not. It's it not, never has been. That's true. Because Twitter, to me, in my opinion, Twitter is literally just a battlefield of. It depends how you use it. I use it to get my news from. Same here. I get the I get the headlines and then I go search what I need. Right. So, I don't really use it to. uh, (laughs) Facebook is Facebook. Right. They on Twitter. It's literally just a war zone, just a battlefield of who can scream the loudest. 
<laughs> I honestly, I use Reddit more like with how I used to use Twitter. Like, uh, I'll yeah. just scroll through and click on stuff and see what people say. But you also know there that, you know, people aren't being serious with uh, 90% of their posts. And on Reddit, you get a little scared for the ones that are serious. Yeah. That's, I, <clears throat> I think that's why Reddit I never is jumped hilarious. Into the, I think that's why I never jumped into the Reddit realm, though, is because you just don't know what some of those links are. Yeah. Those links on there. Uh, well, it doesn't take you to other places unless you literally click off of it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's all in all, I guess to you know uh, bring this bad boy full circle. Um, recovery, sobriety, your untapped keg. It's not again. We're not. not Go for it. You, you're going to do it way more eloquently than I can. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're, you're my, good. My ADD kicked in. You're you're good. You're good. Um, all I was going to say is we we're not you know we're we're not just touching the surface here. We're not just grazing the surface and leaving it at that. We're not just saying oh stop drinking or stop using and go speak to a therapist. That's not that's not it. We're talking about everything from prison reform to the wellness of the of, of the individual. And obviously, when we speak about wellness, employment is huge on the wellness of Americans. It is. 80% of those who are significantly stressed out today, I'm, I can guarantee you, is probably stressed out because of work or maybe because they lost their job because of the pandemic and they're, and they're just getting screwed by unemployment, taking you know 27 years to get them their money. I mean, so it, I think this conversation is important. I yes. think the way that we took this conversation is important just so that we can let our listeners know that we're going to be diving deep. We're going to be talking about some policies. We're going to be talking about actual individuals too. Josh Call, attorney general here at Wisconsin. Wisconsin Voices for Recovery is coming for you. Um, you best not, get ready. Not hey, a Josh, threat. Which not way a is threat. the gym? Is it that way? Is it that way? Let me show that you. That way. Not a threat, Mr. I got, Call. Uh, I got a little disco ball right here. We would just love to have a conversation. <laughs> we just want to have a conversation, but we're, we're going to be pushing some things here at Untapped Keg. So please let your friends and family know. We want this to be a conversation. Uh, we're going to start using Discord to create different channels like prison reform. Or if you want to hop in that community and chat about that under Untapped Keg. Video games, sports, um, obviously um, recovery. That being, um, obviously, it's alcoholism or opioids, etc. cetera. Uh, it's just going to be a giant platform, a world for us to come in, us to dive in and to help each other out and to make some changes. Understand where some people are living in the country. Dive into their policies there and see what we can do. Because just like I said at the beginning, we are now really starting to see if we come together, we can make some things happen. And I'll shut up. Definitely. <laughs> I, one thing that I just want to... One thing that I just want to reiterate here, too, is we don't believe that sobriety is about the one thing, right, that you're sober from. like It's everything. (laughs) Everything in your life has to do with it. That's the one thing that we've been, um, you know, screaming since we started the podcast was it goes to how you watch TV shows, how you watch movies, how you listen to music, how you play video games. It goes to everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
it's okay. I mean, that, that it's a big change, right? It's not just the one thing that you're taking away. Like that one thing mm-hmm. was intertwined in everything in your life. And it takes a little bit to untangle it all, you know? So that's, that's, yeah. that's where, where we're at. That's what we're going to talk about. But uh, I like it. I like it. I mean, if this, and I, and I, I, I want to, we're going to bring some people on too. We're going to bring, I'm, I'm going to try to get some senators on. I promise you. And that's, that's, that's doable. We can most definitely make that happen. We're going to make a change. Uh, one way or another. That's just it. That's just it. Period. I agree. I agree. I'm very excited about this. And I love the content we've been making since we split the sports out. It just, both right. of them, both of them. It allows us to use our energy for both where we were kind of splitting ourselves. Now, we get to devote it to both. So exactly. um, it's been, yeah, this has been awesome. But so we, we have that serious topic. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Let some people laugh. What you've been, uh, what you've been watching lately, what you've been playing, what you, I mean, you got your brand new desktop. You want to talk about that? You've been telling I, me every hour of every single day, dude, this desktop is coming on Saturday. When I get this desktop, I'm going to set yes. it up. Yes. We're going ham. Yeah. It's it's a beaut, Clark. It's a beaut. Uh, for those who may not know that quote, uh, go get all family vacation, Christmas vacation, excuse me, Griswolds. Um, I've been playing. I haven't really been watching a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm still, you know, watching Vampire Diaries. Uh, that's such your that's your guilty pleasure. You don't want to talk it about it, but you're doing it. <laughs> you're right. That is my guilty pleasure right now. It's actually not bad. It's cheesy, of course, but if you get past the cheesiness, like I stated before, and understand the story, you can appreciate it. Um, you, you know what you're getting when you when you get into it. So I'm not gonna pump it up and say it's the greatest ever. But my desktop, man, I've really been playing um, with this new desktop, Mordhaw, Mordhaw. It's M O R D H A U. I'll be streaming that later today, but. I love it, man. I'm actually I, I see why people get PCs and play PC games because I don't know. It's hard because to they explain. don't know how to use a controller. <laughs> it's hard to explain it because so we use Discord with the community with like Mordow and the games that we play. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm I, I'm now seeing how all this ties in. I'm like, this is some overlapping stuff in a good way. There's so many layers to it, like creating a community for just one video game. And everybody in there is playing the video game. I'm like, that's some pretty cool stuff. Um, and you can actually talk to people like audio. I'm like, this is this is sweet. Um, but playing Mordal, uh, I'm downloading currently downloading the Master Chief Collection each game, um, one through six, I believe. Can't remember. But uh, and that's it, man. I mean, I I I I I will now with my desktop. I think I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know how my desktop's going to play into that, but some God of War is still is still on my list. It is. Yep, still on my list. Okay, <laughs> it is. Well, why? What? 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 What have you been playing? Um, I've still been dabbling into some Mass Effect. Like, I really need to. Uh, I really need to like dive into that game because I I, I looked up how long it was going to be, and it's a lot bigger than what I thought. Like. People are talking about how in open world games with like the PS5 and Xbox Series X, how open worlds can be bigger. 
And all I keep thinking is, no, I want a smaller experience. I want it to be do everything in like 50 hours. I don't want a 120 hour game. Like that doesn't fit my schedule. No. You're, well, how, how long was Witcher 3? Dude, you could play that game for like 300 hours. Yeah. Like for real. See, I, I think stopped I put, playing it. I think I put 120 <laughs> hours into it. And I, I didn't don't do have... all the side missions and all that stuff. I did a lot of them, but I didn't do all of them. I don't have that. I, I That's why I stopped playing Witcher 3. I think I put in about four hours, and then I checked to see my progress, and I was only like 7% in it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just I really – I love like dense – open worlds i love um you know like horizon zero dawn is a very good example like it's it's a pretty big map but there's a lot going on in that map there's a lot of fast travel spots and you can do everything in that game in like 40 or 50 hours but it's focused like give me something that's kind of focused like it's an MMO is more that you want with an open world where all that stuff, that randomness can kind of happen. Like you're still going to get randomness with an open world, but it doesn't have to be so open-ended that it's going to take a hundred hours. Like we don't need that anymore. We, the focus is like, man, that's, that's kind of where it's at. But like, I've been playing Hades too. That game goes on forever too, but that gameplay loop is so addictive and it's on my switch. I just throw it on. I'll play for twenty minutes and then put it back down. So, I was about to buy that last night as I was. Uh, I use uh, Steam. Yeah, Steam. And I was looking through some games and I saw Hades and I was like, "Oh, that's what RJ's playing." Yeah, it's re- <laughs> it's the gameplay loop on it is awesome. The yeah, the sound any any super giant game like dude, the soundtrack is second to none. It's just uh, yeah, it's. I love their soundtracks in Supergiant Games. They do an amazing job. But I played that Resident Evil 8 demo, Maiden, last is it nice? night. Is Dude, that nice? I don't know what it is about like Resident Evil, The Last of Us. I like, I really like that uh, that feeling that it gives you, that that anxiousness, right, when you're like sneaking mm-hmm. around. The demo probably took me 15, maybe 20 minutes it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. It runs amazing. Like the ambience is just, it's so, it makes you, it makes you a little, uh, more than a little bit nervous. It may, <laughs> you know, it, it, it definitely I, is full of anxiousness, but it's, it's really cool. It sets up a really cool world. So that makes me want to play Resident Evil 7. I mean, obviously, Resident Evil, who, who is that Capcom? Yes, obviously they they're doing something right because, I mean they're they're eight in. Ugh. I never really liked Resident Evil because you get like five bullets. <laughs> Here's five bullets and good that luck. That just means you don't know how to <laughs> uh, ration them. Nope. Yes. No. You just. Uh, so, I'm sorry. If I see a zombie coming at me, I'm shooting them. Well, you're sp- some of them. You're <laughs> supposed to just run around. They're zombies. They're stumbling. Yeah, I guess they they do that in uh, Walking Dead and all that stuff, which makes sense. It 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 yeah, it makes sense because 
I mean, if you're 10 years into an apocalypse, yeah, I'm assuming you, supplies are going to be running low. You should play the <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remake because that'll change your mind. Is that the like, mansion? No, that, it's the police station. It's the, and they just remade it, and well, that's the best. It one, is one it? of the. So that's the best one. The police that's station. what they've said. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is beautiful. Like that's, that's what the, I think. I'm very sure that that's the first game that used the Resident okay. Evil engine. And man, is it gorgeous! It is one of the, it still is when you play it is one of the most beautiful games. It's yeah, you. Yeah. I really recommend okay. that one. It's probably I want to say seven, eight, eight hours to beat, probably. So. Maybe ten, and it depends on how you play. But that's not bad. Last of Us Two was like ten hours, right? 10, last, 11 hours. Last of Us Two was like twenty five, thirty. Bro. Was it twenty? Oh yeah, it took me twenty two hours. Yeah, I know. Memories. As soon as you said that, yeah, yeah twenty two hours. The first one was like twelve, and then the second right. one was double. So yeah, that so that that makes me excited. Like I'm starting to, I'm starting to get to that point. Sometimes I get to it. Where I play a bunch of different games. So like last night we played some Rainbow Six. I love that game just because of how quick some of the matches go. Um I don't know. I just feel like there's no BS in it. You die, you you know how you died. So that's kind of like yeah. That's that's one (laughs) thing that I like with it. Also, I don't try to be god tier in that game because I'm I'm not. I'm not anymore. I don't have enough time to devote to video games. That mm. I can be above average. I'm below average, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but okay, I mean, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil, Mortal, obviously Rocket League, Rainbow Six. You need uh, to focus on that God of War, though. I'm gonna replay that game. Watching you play it, seeing a bunch more stuff on Twitter about uh, Ragnarok, and then like other people uh, replaying it. Ooh. As soon as that PS5 update comes, which is probably going to come with 60 frames per second, dude, I'm jumping in that game again. <laughs> that game is so good. I want that you story how, again. You see how I do it, though? I didn't play Last of Us until two and a half months before Last of Us 2 came out. That's how I like setting it up. Because as soon as I beat Last of Us, I was like, oh, that is amazing. Now I only have like six weeks to wait for the second one. Perfect. <laughs> That's what you say. That's what you say. But it took a lot of begging. And it took me sending you YouTube videos for you to beat The Last <laughs> of Us. How to beat that part. No, just just that one part. Because right. I, I was confused thinking that I had to run around to find the key card. But I didn't need to do that. I just needed to. You, you I think had I, well, the key I card I, already. Yeah, I already had it. So I just needed to get to the door. So so when the, all the zombies came, I thought I had to kill them all. Right. <laughs> so, but but anyways, yeah, um I I can stream God of War, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. I I'm just playing games that are streamable, quote. I mean, obviously every game is streamable, but you could stream it, but <clears throat> there's a lot of story parts that you you need to focus on too that, so that you don't miss where you might True. miss talking to the chat and stuff. So it's something to True. think about. But there's a lot in that game that you could you could stream. Like I mean, there's a lot of like little side quests and exploration that you can do. That's true. That's true. Because I'm gonna start streaming. I'm I, I go in these phases now. I'm in this medieval type phase where I love Mordhau now and I and God of War. Uh, 
has that vibe too to it too. So absolutely. Other than that, what else? What else? What else? You're, you're not really playing much else, huh? No, I'm watching um, Warrior on HBO Max. That's oh yeah yeah yeah. That's a. I really like that show. What's that one show again? You always watch the the game creators. Um, Apple yeah, I've only watched like two and a half episodes, maybe. What is it called? Uh, Mythic you, Quest. Mythic it's called Quest. Mythic Quest. That's it. Is pretty funny. It is. I kind of like it. It's basically making fun of Blizzard. So, <laughs> which is okay <laughs> to do right now because turns out Blizzard's not a very good company. But mm. Mm. they kind of fell in the rankings. What, uh, what's keeping them alive? Has. What's I mean, keeping them alive? Well, I mean, World Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Diablo. You you still have all these games. It's just so Diablo and World of Warcraft is keeping. Well, no, because they, they had that card game too, Hearthstone. That one's huge. I got you. So I got you. I, and over yeah, Overwatch is still massive. Okay. Yeah, man, I love the video games. Got my desktop now. I so love them be, video be, games, kids. Come play be, with me. We're gonna be gaming a lot now. I'm gonna make myself sick tonight. Although we'll I'm see. You keep talking it, and then last night I invited you to Rainbow Six to learn how to play, and you're like, "Nah, nah, I'm good. I don't want to no, play any games listen. tonight." You said, "I don't want to no. play any games tonight." No, that's not I'm, gonna go watch, the... I'm gonna go watch some Wonder Woman 1984. Mm, Jesus, no, no. <laughs> I told him I was playing more now. Uh, it's addicting. You would get addicted to it too. I know you would. Probably. Uh, so I stay away from it. <laughs> it's it's it's. I mean, for someone to for it to grab my attention like that, because again, I I have a very poor attention span when it comes to video games, obviously. Um, and then you're talking a PC. I'm like, uh, okay, PC game. I played longer than I thought I would because it's awesome. The mechanics when you start to see some people and like how good they are. First off, it's hard controls sprinting and and swinging and, and parrying with the other click when you start seeing some of these folks ducking under your axe swing and stuff and then jumping and kicking you in the chest because you can't do that i'm like how are you guys doing that on a pc my fingers can't move that fast like that's remarkable as opposed to it all obviously being condensed on a controller they're like sprinting, jumping with space, kicking with F. F is kick, and then landing and pairing with right click on the mouse. <laughs> All within the matter of, it's like one second, and then ducking with control. It's how you duck with control. Now I'm I'm saying that because you know, obviously everyone understands you know a basic keyboard. Well, yeah, yeah. but. They probably reprogrammed their oh, keys yeah. <laughs> so that it's all like right in the home row, you know, or like I, all right in that one spot. Yeah. So like W is forward, A is left, D is right. Yeah. WASD. That's what they call WASD. WASD. Yep. WASD. I think I'm going to change that. I think I'm going to change it to these arrows. I can just use the arrows. <laughs> All right, but anyway. I think there's a reason most people use WASD though, because it's easier. But you do what's true. best it's, for you. It's by the it's by the shift, which is sprint. Although, oh no, the arrow keys are by a shift too. But anyways, I like it. 
I like it, and I'll be streaming that. And it's a pretty big community Good. as well. Big community. With that. That's um, awesome. That's all I got, man. Yeah, I haven't. I'm trying to think <laughs> what else we, I've been doing. Like, I just thought of a show the other day that I need to get back into, and I can, for the life of me, not remember what it was. And I'm like, geez, I still have to finish the second, like, catch up on the expanse. I still need to finish the second season of the boys. Like just no time, not enough time in the day to do anything. That's the biggest thing that I think our generation has realized compared to the generations that came before us. Or maybe they realized it, but they didn't do anything about it. Our time is more precious than our money. Right. So we're trying to do something about that. Whereas I feel like the previous generations realized that their time was the most precious, but they needed that money more. So, right. Right. I mean, yeah, I like that. Um, We're starting to realize it's, you know, 66% of your life is spent in bed. Literally. No, not 66%. Yeah, I might be right. Actually, let's just say 50%. And then obviously, let's throw work on top of that too. Uh, what you're forty hours a week, uh, so let's just say two thirds of your life, yeah, is for sleep and work. Right, where you left with that's one why, third. That's why it's separated <laughs> into eight hour shifts. So one third of your <laughs> one third of your days at work, one third of your days at home, one third of your day is sleeping. That's why <laughs> yeah. they say eight hours of sleep, but that's not necessarily true. Ex- right, exactly. Um, so we're left with a third to hang out with our family, build a fam or build a family, start a family, um, hobbies, travel as in vacation. Uh, we, we just got that little slither of time to, get, <laughs> to take care of our mind. Uh, so yeah, you made, you made a good point. You made a good point. Is there anything else you want to touch on or? No, man, I'm ready to play some more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we won't keep you then. So uh, where can they find you, Monts? You guys can find me at MontéBall28 on Twitter, MontéBall Instagram, obviously our untapped cake pages as well. Please, you guys, if you feel inclined to do so, please send us a message, topics, shoot us your phone number. We'll reach out to you if you are celebrating your um, milestone for your sobriety or if you're down in the dumps. We'll reach out to you. Um, just we're here just to uh, provide. Where can they find you, Roger? I'm at its trickster on Twitter. I T Z the I and trickster is a one. Um, also, we just updated our website because apparently that was down. We're still in the <laughs> middle of getting it uh, all we, updated. We were perfect. Um, yeah, we did a we did a lot of work this weekend, and we still have a lot more to go. We just remember, we're a couple of amateurs that are right. uh, trying to figure this out on our own, which may yep. or may not be the best thing. So we're we're starting to use resources finally and not just winging it, which is kind of interesting because it makes things easier. It's kind of weird how that works. I don't know. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what else did we do? Um, I had something else to talk about completely. Oh, oh Captivate. Discord. Join, Captivate, too. Yeah, jo- join our Discord please. Uh, Mons was talking about it earlier. Yep. It really is the easiest way to stay in touch with us, get a hold of us. And um, 
honestly, you can find out what we're doing in our free time there too. So yeah. uh, we'll keep recording some short videos that we're posting on social medias. Just Google untapped keg and it'll take you to, to something of ours. So, um, yeah, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least if we failed, we tried and that's all we can do. So everybody, you have a good week. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.